Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Before we get started, we want to tell you about an opportunity for you to have more growth in your relationships. We are so excited to offer our digital course, The Five Rules of Fair Fighting, Resolve Conflicts While Protecting Your Relationship. This course is for anyone who wants to grow and improve your relationships. Someone who wants to stop having the same fight over and over again and getting nowhere. This course is for the person who, quote, doesn't ever fight, but feels there's too much distance and not enough communication. Guys, conflict is inevitable. This course will help you avoid the collateral damage when fighting gets unfair. Join our email list to be the first to hear about the details of the release of The Five Rules of Fair Fighting. Go to wittyandgritty.blog to sign up. And now, back to the show. Episode 61, it's gonna be fun! We're here for a party. We're like the okay. It's like, are you the nerdiest jock or the jockiest nerd? I think. Like, are you the nerdiest of the jocks yeah. or are you the jockiest of the nerds? Is what there are a, you? I feel like I might be. Tell me what you are, and then I'll know. Oh, I'm probably the nerdiest of the jocks. Okay, then I'm the jockiest of the nerds. The yin to my yang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're in our interviews portion of Switch on Your Brain. This is episode 61. We just interviewed Kelly. Next week, we've got Joe, but this week, we have Rich and Amy Hampshire. They are CrossFit coaches here in Texas. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi there. We are so glad to have you on the show. We're a party of four. Yay! We invited people and they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like a double date, except our husbands aren't here. It's fine. Oh, same thing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Secret love. <laughs> okay, so today, we're going to talk about the power of mindset, behavior, and learning, so use your background as far as mindset, going from CrossFit coaches, y'all both have experience being educators, you both have interesting hobbies and from past jobs to what you're doing now. So why don't you start with just telling us a little bit about who you guys are? Like if we took a snapshot of your life real quick, what would it be? Go ahead, Amy. Okay. Well, um, we are, uh, we are from... He is from Missouri. I am from Houston, and we um, have been coaching he much longer than me, um, around 20 years, maybe, um, and for me, like 15, something like that, but I think in general, we um, have just been coaching for a long time, and our family is also kind of following in our footsteps. Um, I think our daughter actually coached us on the way out, not to be weird in this episode so <laughs> um but we are a family of five um we have three girls 22 um bailey she's a nurse and um is going to sfa uh allison is 20 and she's a volleyball player at sfa and um callie's 11 
and she is a little miniature volleyball player. Um, we have CrossFit gym here in Forney, Texas, and both of us are educators um, and have been for many years. Yeah, so um, I got into coaching and education back in 1995. I don't know how many years that is, but uh, yeah, coaching uh, high school football, track, wrestling, all the sports has been my passion, my pursuit, uh, and my career. Uh, and in that process, you know, strength and conditioning, athlete development, you know, mindset development, uh, the coaching of young men and women in, you know, into adulthood uh, was a passion that led us into opening our own facility and not training just uh, student athletes, but also adults as well. So, uh, yeah, our our passion and drive to be coaches and influencers of others has kind of led us down this path of CrossFit and where we are today. So what made you guys pick CrossFit over other sports? So, um, like I said, I was a strength and conditioning coach for the majority of my coaching career. Uh, you know, I really had a passion for, you know, developing athletic ability, you know, turning average people into great athletes. And, uh, so I'd always followed the idea and, and pursuing the passion of opening my own gym one day and always in the pursuit of finding the best way to develop the, the better, stronger athlete. Uh, tried several different training aspects from strongman to powerlifting to bodybuilding uh, and finally got into an aspect of training that kind of followed suit with the functional fitness methodology of CrossFit. Um, and so I was kind of doing my mix of all that. It kind of all came full circle. And, and we finally just said, let's go, let's go CrossFit. You know, I thought it was the best training methodology, not just for overall uh, health and fitness, but for athletic performance as well. So that's how we kind of end up just jumping on board and, and becoming CrossFit versus just, you know, strength and conditioning for athletes only. So plus we have um, those who know about CrossFit know that it's, really a, a community worldwide, not just in the, in the United States, but um, so it's worldwide community. And when we first figured that out, that was something that, you know, we love. I mean, whatever your community is, your soccer team, your volleyball team. So this was just kind of on a more widespread um, scale and every, everything about it, we just, we loved. And so now we have, um, we're not only a part of a community here in our town, but also um, worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. So not only, you know, do we feel like it's the most effective methodology, but it's the funnest, mm -hmm. you know, it's the most yeah. applicable. It's the most funnest. Uh, I think it's the most sustainable uh, for those that are in the community know that they have a saying that says don't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, and it's true. Once you come join us and you hit a few workouts and they say, you know, nobody likes it because all you're talking about is East 80 CrossFit and what you did that day. What was your workout? You know, and Right. And so it's, yeah, it's contagious, definitely yeah. contagious. So it's a fun way to stay fit and be healthy. What would you say to someone who, so someone hears CrossFit, they get intimidated, like, oh, I don't want to, like, that's way out of my zone. You have to be in shape to do CrossFit, right? <laughs> You're throwing weights everywhere. Yeah, we hear that all the time. People who've been with us and then been gone for a while, they say, coach, I'm just, I got to get back in shape before I come back. It's just, it's, it's funny, but that's, that's the truth of it. But, uh, the reality is you just have to convince them and, and hopefully they have faith in you as a leader that when you tell them, hey, just just come on, just show up. Everything is scalable. Everything is doable. Uh, it's, it's for everyone. They have a hard time believing that because of what they see on social media or on TV. But 
but it is. And they just have to have, have faith as, as, as Amy and I as leaders that, that what we're saying is the truth and it is for everybody and we can make it, you know, suitable for anyone, any age, any size, it doesn't matter. And so. typically we, we, at this point, after nine years um, of being our, in our community, um, it's hard to convince somebody without actually having them in the door. So really you just have to, what would we say to them? Like, Hey, well, will you like, let me schedule a meeting. Will you come by at four 30 and I can show you. And so then if I'm asking then they either have a yes or no. <laughs> so once they're there, um, they understand, like they walk in the, in our gym and they see, um, you know, our 65 plus, um, year olds working out with my 11 year old. I mean, you know, so like really at every fitness level, every age, every, every human you can think of. Um, yeah. and then, it's our it's our mission just to make sure everyone feels great when they That's, come to the gym and when they leave the gym and so we it's written on our wall iron sharpens iron so when they walk in they see that while they were intimidated they see your face they see him who could be intimidating actually you know but then they they see all the all the people there with smiles on their faces so long as they're not working out you know um and they they understand like oh these are my people. Like these people are just like me. So um, once you come to the gym, it, it, it becomes a lot easier than just kind of a, a pitch, you know? And, and, you know, Brooke, I mean, we have everyone in our community is relatable, you know, from age to fitness level to strength ability, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We have someone that we can refer to for anyone that says, Oh, well, you're 63 and have pins in your ankles. Well, we have a 65 year old who had double hip replacement surgery. So we have someone in our community that's relatable to, you know, so we have examples that this, this is possible and it is for everyone. So we're blessed. We're blessed. We have a wonderful community. Okay. So let's kind of talk about mindset, not just with CrossFit, but let's carry this over. How does, how do you guys have such strong mindsets as coaches, as leaders of a community what are things that you guys do? So how do you have that strong mindset? And then what do you do to kind of maintain and grow that? I think most importantly right now, let's, let's identify the fact that we're no different than anyone else. Um, I think our passion, our calling leads us into a career path uh, that kind of demands that we just practice it more. Um, you know, to be in a leadership mindset or mindset of impacting the lives of others um you know it's a daily it's a day it's no different than than you two um it's just that we kind of put ourselves in a position or we're called uh into a position where we just have to practice it often so it's like if i want to get stronger doing push-ups and pull-ups i need to practice it daily and i need to be consistent in that um, it's the same thing with mindset and attitude. The thing I want to make clear, it's not like we're unique, that we're, you know, rare breeds. It's just that, that we're, we put ourselves in that position of leadership, you know, and influence that, that we, we're forced to practice it daily. So it takes practice, just like anything else. You know, it's not like it's a, a gift or a talent, but mindset's practice. You know, it's a repeated yeah. effort. It's a repeated effort daily, multiple times a day, multiple times. And it, it, um, I, you know, it carries over like he mentioned in education, you know, where both of us are teachers and then we move on at 4.30, we begin our second, you know, a wave of get this thing going, like make sure you have your mind right. Um, but then not only that, 
it starts before school where we're getting our kids dressed and fed, you know, and trying to welcome each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trying to welcome each other and things like that. And, um, and then when we get home, so rich during the school year, rich gets home at seven 30 is when class ends, but then, so he's coming home around seven 45 and still after that, he's still got to do a lot of work. So, um, how, how do we keep our mindset um, is it's taxing, but I, I did love that. He said, you know, we're practicing it and really um, we're in a position where we just have to make sure that we keep ourselves in check, like accountability, um, surrounding yourself with people who can, who you can trust to keep you accountable and not be offended by that, um, including each other. Um, and friends, so um, those things are important. You were going to say something about making the bed, I think. Oh, it's just doing things that make you uncomfortable. You know, it's like it's like training in CrossFit. Um, it never gets easier. You just get better. Um, it's the same thing with mindset. Uh, you know, self-talk, self-coach. You know, coaching yourself up to be in the right mindset, um, especially through uncomfortable times. It doesn't get easier. You just get better at it. And uh, you can't get better at something you don't practice. Um, so whatever it is that helps you practice mindset, self-talk, prayer, um, a, a big one for me, a good example is, you know, I quit uh, smokeless tobacco three years ago, um, a 30 year addiction. That was a huge battle and, uh, the self-talk on that and the mindset to do that, you know, we all get motivated for a brief moment of time, January 1st, lose 20 pounds. I'm motivated. Everyone's motivated, motivated, you know, whether it's one week, two weeks or two months, uh, we all become unmotivated. So what keeps what keeps you going is discipline um, and mindset, self-talk, self-coach. And what helped me get through that 30-year addiction of, of uh, smokeless tobacco was journaling. Um, I started journaling, which I'm not a journaler. I'm not going to, but I had a calendar. And so I was like, okay, this is day two. This is day three. And every morning when I woke up, I had to commit to journaling to being quit that day. And so if I wanted to be quit and I wrote that down, that was a mindset I was setting for the day. Now, had I not done that in the morning, I wouldn't have had the mindset to be committed to that motivation I had however many days ago. Um, and I probably would have gone back to chewing smokeless tobacco again. Uh, another, another example of that is when I started uh, an intermittent fasting plan uh, to get ripped and shredded. That was his goal for 50. And so my goal was 30 days. I wanted to do 30 days of 14 to 16 hours of daily fasting. And I'm a breakfast guy. I want my, uh, you know, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. That was my thing. Don't talk to me until I get out of the house and get my morning, bis- my morning biscuit. And uh, so this was the same time I was quitting smokeless tobacco too. But I wanted to write down 14 or 16 hours daily in my fast before I had my breakfast, which was lunchtime at that point. And so journaling was a huge way of staying accountable, but that was my daily mindset. It's like prayer in the morning. You know, I pray for healthy relationships. You, you pray for a blessed day. It just puts your mind in the right track. And journaling was huge for me in those two aspects of A, getting in the best shape of my life with dieting and nutrition and quitting smokeless tobacco. So it's just practicing. You, you, got, you got to practice it daily. To maintain and, uh, it, to, right. to maintain the... And like I say, that, that, would set, that would set the tone for my day to, to quit tobacco and have a good nutrition plan. And then I'd have to self-coach again on the way home to open up the gym, you know. And uh, believe me, we fail a lot more than we succeed. We really do. 
So I just don't want people to think, oh, it just comes easy for Rich and Amy. No, no, it's a daily battle. Uh, but we preach it all the time. Get your mind right in the gym. Attitude is everything. Um, I do that with my athletes. You know, talent can take you so far, but mindset, mental toughness, and, you know, that, that's 80 to 90% of it. And so we probably coach people to be their best coach with mindset and attitude and then ability and everything else, hard work comes second. So that's what we do. We coach mindset. Yeah. So. Amy, so what do you do? So Rich, you talked about journaling, which is the third step in her switch on your brain detox plan. So right. boom. And so journaling prayer. So Amy, what are some things, what does it look like for you specifically? So Rich journaling, I can walk away with that tactic. Praying, I can walk away with that tactic. So Amy, what are some things that either help you or what's going on so, over there? Um, I actually, I hate to be uh, the same, but I do know, like I just keep a little, my little book. I keep a book. I, my journaling does not look like his though. I, when he was talking about that, I remember. Mine's a calendar. Yeah, I remember he, he brought it home and he showed me like what it was. And it's literally the, the book with the, the boxes and it just said day 45. And then he would also write, you know, he's keeping track of his stuff. Well, mine is like paragraphs of you name it. It's to-do lists. It's how I felt. It's, um, it's a letter. So like if, if I'm, for me, I struggle. My number one struggle is, um, being up to par as a mom and a wife and a friend. Those are the things that I think that matter to me most, I guess. Um, so, uh, so I write letters, like I write letters to, if, if he upset me or I upset him, then sometimes I write an apology letter and he may or may not see that. Maybe I just, um, get my thoughts out on paper, you know, but, um, prayer is a big one. Um, and, and then writing letters to myself or to him or to Callie. Um, I have notebooks and notebooks, um, that help me to get my thoughts on paper. And then, um, also just, chit-chatting with friends I have a handful of people that I know I think it sounds weird honestly but I know that if I call Tina if she's listening I don't know uh, or she'll be listening if I call her she's not going to tell me oh yeah he was such a jerk like I can't believe he did that did that you're the great one and he's not like she'll be like sister did you check yourself you didn't say did it I mean she can shoot me straight like if I'm being a jerk she's gonna let me know um if I have uh if I have not said a prayer like well have you prayed about this you know then she's gonna let me know so just keeping people in my life that I know I can trust um to shoot me straight if you will you know and and not give me the fluff that I think it's important to find those people um whoever they are girlfriends a mom, you know, moms, sisters, whoever they are. I don't have a sister. So, you know, I, I have, um, lots of sisters, um, that I've surrounded myself that I know that they, they will help me through my, um, my mindset, if you will, and just make sure that I am staying on the right track. And it helps to coach other people, right? If you, if you're teaching, if I just got done giving somebody some advice about, Hey, you need to just get, you know, this, these are some things that you need to do. And then I find myself doing the very opposite. Then I literally will, I'm, I'm able to catch myself and say like, okay, you're actually not doing what you just gave the advice to the other lady, you know? So 
I think it helps to coach people. Keep track of your your thoughts is helpful. Yeah, practicing what we preach. You know, we put ourselves in a position. I tell people all the time, hey, if you want to commit to working out daily, go on a gym because you have to show up. You know, <laughs> got to be there. <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's a powerful tool. But when you're trying to be the example, you know, you need to practice what you preach. Yeah. Uh, like Amy said, but uh, two things that still, you know, like we said, the journaling was big in two aspects of me getting my diet plan and my, my addiction uh, conquered. Um, a huge one for me too is quiet time. Uh, you know, driving to work in the mornings, although we haven't done that in a while with school being shut down, but uh, turning everything off, turn off the TV, put your phone down and just sit quietly. And, and whether you're in prayer or not in prayer, you know, who is it you want to be? Uh, who, who do you want to become? You know, what are the things that you want to try to achieve and, and what steps are you going to take to do that? And you can't do that with noise and distraction. Um, so quiet time, I think, is big. Find the time just to shut everything down and sit and reflect on, you know, what are your goals? Where do you want to go? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? Um, that's huge for mindset. Um, and, and that's, to me, that's prayer time too, you know, and, uh, and we get so busy in our daily lives and kids and routines and sporting events and whatnot and COVID and all this stuff that, you know, it gets neglected. I neglect it all the time. And so I feel like half the time I'm in prayer apologizing for my uh, neglect and negligence and my absence in my faith, you know? Um, so scheduling some quiet time to do that's important. The other thing Amy mentioned too, um, you know, when we talk about CrossFit in the gym is community. Uh, surround yourself, you know, if, if you want a certain mindset, surround yourself with the people who have that kind of mindset. You know, if I want to be a, a rich entrepreneur, then I'm going to go be Facebook friends and, and hang out with people who are rich, successful entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, if I want to be ripped and shredded, then I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of people who are ripped and shredded. You know, the people that have those mindsets, you know, if, if I see a couple that are great parents and have a healthy marriage and relationship, I want to be friends with those people, you know, be with uh, like-minded people uh, and they help influence and uh, inspire the mindset that I want to have. Um, so those are two other big factors too that, that, uh, yeah. yeah, that, that influence mindset as well. I like that getting yourself in the right room. I also like side note how y'all are, y'all both journal, but it's totally different. So Rich is an Enneagram one listeners. So I like how it's in, in my head. I'm like, yes, totally makes sense on the calendar, calculating the days, boom, boom, boom. Amy, you're a two. So you're like, I wrote a letter. <laughs> I love my feelings. I love it. I like how it's so different. Your the tactic is the same, but it looks different for everybody. So if you're listening, your journal can look however you need it to. If you're a doodler, Absolutely. then doodle yourself a picture. And I like too, Amy, how you talked about having um, a community in the sense of like people that can tell you like it is. Um, they're not worried about hurting your feelings if they feel like it's what yeah. you need to hear. And being a former athlete, I always admired coaches. So whenever we had to write about our favorite teacher, mine was always a coach uh, that I didn't have for a subject, but, you know, in the sport. And I think post sports, right, after college, it's most people's careers are over. And I think that's one, you miss aspects of the game and the team. But I think another thing that people might not realize that they miss is that coaching mm -hmm. aspect having somebody that is going to hold that high, hold you to a high expectation. They see all the potential in you and they're not afraid to hurt your feelings in a sense that they know it's 
going to bring out the best for you and help you grow. They're legitimately cheering you on. They are rooting for you with the tough love and all the support you need. So I love the community aspect. So if someone wanted to start today getting their mind right, so y'all just gave us a million tips, which is great. So how does that tie into your body? So how does having a healthy mindset kind of filter into actually feeling better? Other aspects of your life, you know? Well, so I think um, it's, it's sort of like full circle, you know, like, like you did, we just got done talking about um, mindset and attitude and in the, the gym sector. Um, but I think, you know, if someone is, is searching, how can I change my mind? We talked about journaling but, and keeping high accountability um, from your, your friends and family. But um, you need to, we, we coach all the time, like, you know, if you have a healthy mindset, your body is going to feel better and vice versa. It, it really does work both ways. And actually I was thinking about, um, you know, in the times we're in, quarantine for five months, um, everyone's home, there's a lot of fear. Um, people, much like the journaling, are different. Um, and we're all dealing with it differently. Um, but the mind and the body are so connected. Um, the mindset and the body. I, when I was at my mom's during quarantine, um, she's got all kinds of junk food in the house. Um, bad TV, like Netflix, junk food, whatever it is. And I found myself literally sitting on the couch in the dark, which never happens for me. Like just, yeah, eating food, watching trashy TV. You know, I'm just like, what am am I doing here? I don't even want to get off this couch. I found myself sitting there, like literally just recognizing fully. I feel depressed. I have not talked to humans. I have been eating sugary, crappy foods confession to this ripped and shredded. I have not exercised. Um, I mean, I I hadn't done anything, but just sit there with my mom who was sick, who was in the room. Like, so really, and I I don't want to talk. I mean, I'm not bothering her. I'm basically just caretaking, you know? So, um, I think it's important to remember like what we're doing to our bodies is going to affect our mindset. And if we're not doing anything to take care of our mindset, our bodies are going to follow along. It, it's just the way it is. And anybody listening to this can more than likely identify with that. I mean, if we're not, we're not praying, we're, we're separating ourselves from God. Um, we feel that. And that starts to come out in our relationships and in our, our tone of voice and all those things. But I just think that the, the mind and the body are so connected. And, and if we want to take care of our mindset, we need to make sure we're taking care of our body in some form or fashion. Yeah. So I'm, that's a tough question. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't, didn't hear a word Amy said, because I kept thinking, get started mindset. How do you get a mindset started? Like I said, we all get motivated to, to change uh, for the better. We all do. Without a doubt, whether it's stronger in our faith, a better parent, a better spouse, uh, and certainly better health. Um, how do you get that mindset started? I think there's, there's always triggers that, that get the mindset started, but how do you put that mindset into action? Um, and how do you sustain that mindset? I think what kills it is fear. People are afraid. Fear or ignorance. You know, one of the two. 
It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to start this. I want to be a better me. I want to lose 10 pounds or, you know, I want to get uh, rid of my pre-diabetic diagnosis that I received so I can raise my grandchildren's children or whatever it is, but we don't know what to do or I'm afraid to get started. I'm afraid that I'm going to do it the wrong way. Um, so how do, how do I get started in that? You or know, fail. They might be or fail. Yeah. Or, yeah. And so again, it might be just start without taking, like you're saying, take one step, some sort of action, whether it's journaling, make one change. Uh, Google it for crying out loud, uh, something, anything, you know, uh, get some knowledge. Hey, first you make it a priority and then, and then, you know, start educating yourself, how you educate yourself. You know, there's a lot of resources, but, uh, you know, as simple as, you know, Google Amy and Rich CrossFit Forney, you know, and go talk to Amy and Rich, you know, or, Hey, I know I want to get in shape and, and Brooke's been working out. Let me go talk to her. Or, um, I, I mean, I don't know, uh, get educated, you know, crush the fear. Don't let fear be an obstacle. Uh, don't let fear diminish your mindset and just start feeding that mindset, educate yourselves. You know, I can, we can lead, you know, everyone to the perfect workouts and the perfect nutrition plan, but, um, the power really comes from yourself, educating yourself. Uh, and you know, what, there's no better way to educate than trial and error. Uh, but you know, you got to do that consistently over time, but to get that mindset started again, I think for most people, it's like, yeah, we all know we need to, to eat better, move more, but still people just don't know what to do. And, and they think, well, and they're afraid of doing it wrong, you know? So how do we get rid of that fear and, you know, get educated, find someone who is educated, find a trusted source, a friend, a family member, um, somebody and find someone to help to help navigate you through your journey or get your journey started um so yeah i don't know i mean I, that's a tough question to be honest with you it's tough i think you answered it perfectly so with the fear again we are called to not live in a state of fear and actually courage is being scared and doing it anyway so have courage there but also you mentioned finding you started with google but you said Google trusted sources like Rich and Amy. I like how you talked about finding a trusted source because anyone can Google anything, right? But if I don't know who I'm Googling about or what, I don't know if it's good information or bad. I like how you're filtering it through that lens too. So that's smart thinking on your part. I love that you said find, find the right people to follow and that Again, that's getting you in the right circle. And also that's the power of good leadership. So how do I know that that's the right person to follow or take their advice? So if I'm filtering through all these options of talking to Rich or Amy or talking to whoever, how do I know that's the right so, one to go with uh, right now? I'll answer yeah, go ahead. because um, I, ha I feel now this is probably the two of me, ladies, um, but I feel <laughs> like whenever you're, you're, okay, you can't feel anything when you're looking at Google, but um, if you're, if you are looking for a resource to be trusted, then I, you need to listen to your gut. So whenever you're talking to, and your heart, okay, so when you're, when you're listening, like, like I told you, I can't really give a pitch, right, to someone over the phone or even in person, like, they just have to trust, they have to meet me. And be willing to go, yeah, I'll do this, Amy. Like, whether it's something you said or, or the way that you made me feel or whatever. Um, but if it's firsthand, then just go with your gut. But the other thing is, um, 
for for our business, we we don't spend much money on advertising. Um, it's word of mouth. So so if if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing um, and creating results and people are getting a good experience, then that that's going to be shown by people are going to tell, Hey, I ha- please come with me, you know, um, please come see my gym, like come, you know, come be with us and just, you'll, once you get there, it'll be great, you know, but Googling is, is a lot of times how people find us because we are um, on the internet, but, um, but I think more than, more than likely they're, they're going to find a friend um, that knows us to double check or if they don't, then they need to, you know, um, and I, we tell people like, Hey, there's a lot of options out there. So you should come see us. If it's going to be a good fit, you'll know. Um, but if, if somebody is trying to figure out, um, a trusted source, I would say, make sure that you're, you're using your resources firsthand. And that's that's also like churches too. If go to the church, if you get a good vibe, try it out. If not, that doesn't make it a bad church. It just makes it not your church. Go find a different church. I like that. Child care. We do that with child care. We do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe don't be flippant with child care. But I mean, but you can, you understand, like, if, if you're going to, if you don't get a good vibe, well, we're not going out. Like, you know, you can't just leave your, your kid with anyone that you don't feel great about. And it's, it's just uh, use your resources, um, see how you feel, trust your heart and your gut. Um, I think that that's an important uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, again, that's, you follow your heart, you know, follow your heart and, and, and uh, you know, God, we, like Amy said, we don't do any marketing, you know, the Lord brings us who he wants us to serve, you know, and we have faith in that. And uh, my advice would be, you know, is look out for the salesman. You know, if, if you're asking questions and you're looking for direction and leadership and, and health and fitness, and they're trying to sell you, they're, they're giving you their resume, then uh, that's the salesman. You know, uh, I, I, I would say, that, you know, look out for that person, you know, uh, but if, if you're going to someone and they automatically start coaching you up and they take an interest and in investment in you, not them selling you to them, uh, that's probably the person that I would say is a credible leader. That's good. That's solid advice. I like that. So Farron, you had a couple of questions. So um, it's very apparent that you guys have a strong mindset. I love that you were vulnerable and open that like in order to have a strong mindset, it's something you continuously work on. Just like if you want to maintain your physique, you can't just stop one day and have it the rest of your life. That'd be great. Um, So have you guys always been strong minded people? Do you feel like you know, there was an experience or time in your life that really helped propel you to where you are today. Actually, we, we did actually talk about that because, um, you know, we were visiting today before um, and we discussed that hopefully with most people, there is personal growth. And I think uh, because of where we are in our lives and what we do daily, um, the personal growth is pretty significant <laughs> for, for me, for sure. Um, it's pretty significant because I, you know, through this time, actually through our marriage, I, that's when I became a Christian. I was a good person probably before, but I was not, um, I, I if somebody said like, are you a Christian? I, I'm like, I, I don't know. I believe in God. I, I know there's one, but I don't know. 
you mean? No, and I remember having a specific conversation with somebody like, well, how do you do right? Like, if you don't know, if you're not a Christian and you don't know Jesus, like, how, how, how do you do right? And I'm like, I don't know. My mama taught me. I don't know. You know, so, um, so through, through our marriage and education, I became a Christian. And so from there, those of you who are listening that are new Christians like me and didn't grow up that way, you know, um, it's, there's just this personal growth is just constant. Like you're constantly called and the conviction of the Holy spirit and, um, in every way in our marriage, motherhood. I also had, I had, you know, Bailey and Allie, I was, uh, when they were four and seven. And so I didn't know how to be a mama and they already had a mama, you know? So, um, just constant, um, constant personal growth. And I assume that happens with everyone, but I think that, um, the constant practice and the constant, um, conviction from the Holy spirit, and then being surrounded by like-minded people. And I don't know what Rich is going to say about is, has he always had a strong mindset or not? Um, but I, I am just constantly in pursuit of, of doing better and being better. And I assume that I'm trying to be a good steward, you know, of what God has blessed us with. And so I recognize over these nine years in our business and in our marriage for 15 years that these are my responsibilities. So I'm not going to take them lightly. And I need to make sure that I'm just doing everything I can do in every way I can to be better, do better. We say to each other, (laughs) do better. You don't have to, you get to. And so I, I, my gut tells me that Rich has always had a strong mindset. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Amy mentioned it already. I mean, you know, my started with, you know, a strong father figure, you know, uh, parents who had high expectations. Um, you know, it was like, I could never, never meet my dad's expectations. It was always a deal. Hey, you can always do better. You can always do better. And so, um, and of course he set that example too. So it was always a deal of never be satisfied. You know, you can always wake up the next day and, and, and improve and get better. Um, so he kind of set that mindset, you know, uh, not always easy when you're a kid. Um, and then of course that led to coaches, you know, uh, uh, like, like you mentioned earlier, Farron, you know, I had, and that's probably what led us down our career path is, is meeting coaches expectations, you know, and watching them develop me and, and turn me into the, you know, sports and athletics, turn me into the, you know, the, the, the man I was, um, you know, and, and, and mindset's a huge part of that. Uh, my suit and attitude's huge. And then, and then you get into coaching and you realize, you know, there is no finish line to, to, to growth mindset. There is no finish line to having the right mindset. It's always got to develop. It's always got to evolve. You always got to get better. Um, and, and you never stop learning. You know, you never stop learning. You never stop growing. And, you know, if you don't, you know, feed that just like your faith, um, you know, it dies. And so, um, like we said, you know, from the, from the get go, this is a daily thing. Um, you never stop. There is no finish line. Um, where did I get my start? Yeah. I'd have to go back and say, you know, it was, it was with parents and coaches. That's where I got started. And, uh, fortunately I was in a career path and, uh, called into a position of leadership that, you know, if I want to be an effective leader, um, I got, you know, I got to continue to grow that mindset, develop that mindset or else, you know, it will die. So 
Um, I think, yeah. I think too, something came to mind, like in our marriage, um, which I, am I saying you're right? Is it 15 years now? 15 years. 2005. Yeah. 15. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Got it. So both of us, he before me, he, I remember, you know, in our early on in our marriage, there were, there was arguments and fighting and um, not, I'm not trying to say terrible, but so my go-to was always like shut down. And uh, sometimes I would leave, I don't even know where I'm going, but I would just leave the driveway and my car, you know, whatever, yeah. like that's the answer. Um, and so ultimately, like I said, he did this before I did, but I, I had to get to a point too, where I'm like, get your mind right. Like at our gym, we say Jimmer because it's the acronym G-Y-M-R. Yeah, get your mind right. So like, I didn't know that acronym back then, but I mean, I'm, I'm like talking to myself going, you need to get your mind right. Like there is no plan B. We're, we're here. We're, I'm mad at him, but what am I going to do? Like, I'm not, I, sh I can't just keep leaving, you know, that's stupid. And so, um, so I think the personal growth, like in our marriage is had a lot to do with a continued mindset shift. Like, look, there is no plan B. We need it open our lines of communication, which took a long time for us to get on the same page. Lots of, lots of studying, talking, um, things like that. But I know that other marriages go through these things. And if, if I could tell anyone, I would say there is no plan B. You need to just jimmer, get and, your mind and, right and yeah. work together, please. To, because and, the sooner you can learn that, um, it's like this whole new thing. Like, yeah. He's serving the family and doing, you know, just my eyes opened the gift he is to me from God above, you know. Um, Amen. That's what I'm saying. Let's stop. <laughs> let's 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 hit the brakes for a second Amen. <laughs> and go back and say, boy, what what developed my mindset? What what motivates and fuels my mindset? You know, uh, you know, my faith in Christ is is probably the biggest motivator, and and uh, you know. Reading, reading the book, getting into the word, attending service, you know, there's no better way to, to fuel a growth mindset and to become a better person and to accomplish the things that you want to do in this life. And then, uh, you know, you know, work, working on your faith and becoming a better Christian. That's something, again, you never stop. Working. There is no finish line. You, you, it's a daily practice. You never yeah. stop. You never stop. I like you said, Rich, about how if you don't fuel it, it dies. You're literally explaining the neuroscience in your brain on when you are not fueling something, it actually dies and is no more. And the things you do fuel, it grows and connects to other like-minded things. So you actually just explain neuroscience. You explained a piece about taking your thoughts captive. You realize like, hey, I just can't like duck out of this situation. I need to stand here, That's face right. it, work through it to actually see progress. So Kudos to Amy too. So Amy, you touched on some fair fighting strategies. Actually, we have a course right now that's online and available. The cart actually closes tomorrow. So if you're listening it is on the date, it is August 5th tomorrow. The cart closes for this course and it's going to walk you through how to fight fair with the people you love. Yes, because fights are inevitable. So how can you do it while 
minimizing collateral damage and protecting those you love. And I love that, Amy. There is no plan B. This is it. We're together. That's right. Yeah. It's, Amen. It's true, but honestly, like, I don't know why that was such a shocker to me whenever I had a realization. Like, probably because divorce is common, you know, in my family and all the things, but I just like, well, I think he told me. I'm not going anywhere, you know, like, you're going to have to talk to me at some point. And I mean, and really, it wasn't until that I actually realized that, you know, I'm like, oh, then who cares that he was rude to me, you know, I'm not going anywhere. So I just need to tell him and get over it, you know, and, and actually, that was helpful for him. Then he understands, like, fighting fairly, like, okay, if, if I use a harsh tone, like, Amy's a two. She's going to get her little feelings hurt. And that's going to be a problem. He didn't call me a two because he doesn't know about that yet. But he's learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So I did have a follow-up, another question for y'all. Um, so teenagers get a bad rap for their mindset and attitude. <laughs> so, uh, Rich, how do you work with teenagers teenage athletes to that have such a unique and you know pleasant demeanor to be around that was very well put <laughs> um, I said it with a smile. Yeah. this is a clean podcast so we can't say other words well I'm just thinking for listeners that have teenage kids and you might have even seen them on the sideline or practices going about the absolute wrong way but their intentions are good right it is and it's it's, and again it's like you know we've developed into i guess a culture that's afraid to make our children uncomfortable um and i think that's the greatest disservice we can do to our children you know and if we if we have high expectations you know in the math classroom why not have a forum you know at home or on the sporting you know sporting fields and events and I mean um I think we should push them to be uncomfortable um yeah you know I'm, I'm a tough love coach and you know developing mindset to develop mindset you have to challenge that mindset and to challenge that mindset you have to make them uncomfortable um so when I'm when I'm training my little my junior high and high school student athletes uh it's like hey you don't you don't get a tref- trophy or medal just for showing up for the training session today you know, you got to go through the fire. I'm going to give you that opportunity and I'm going to, and I'm going to coach and encourage you through that opportunity. Uh, but once you're uncomfortable, that's when we learn and strengthen mindset. And if we don't ever push our children um, to that, out of that comfort zone, then they'll never develop that mindset. They'll never develop that mental fortitude, mental toughness. Uh, they won't recognize uh, adverse situations where mindset's going to get it through them. It's going to get them through it. Uh, not talent and ability, mindset. And those challenges are going to be presented to them every day of their life for the rest of their lives. And if we don't, if we don't instill that in them, if we don't put them in that situation, then basically we're crippling our kids. Um, and so, you know, let's, hey, I pat them on the butt every opportunity I, I can. But, you know, let's, let's not just, you know, hey, give them a trophy or a sticker for showing up. You know, we've got to make them uncomfortable. We've got to challenge them. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said he said that ever since I've known him, that like those exact things, like you have to challenge them. 
Um, and then also pat them on the butt, which doesn't actually happen, but you know what I'm saying, metaphorically speaking. And if you think about your own kids, well, your kids are babies still. I know Brooke, Farron, you have young kids. Yeah, so ours is 11 and 22 and 20. And um, all three of them are very different. And, uh, and luckily for us, Callie's hitting the teenage years early. Um, she's only 11, but she's just very well developed in the eye rolling and the things. And, um, but it's, it's no different here at home. Like, I think just at our dinner, like she had a dentist appointment two days ago or something, or maybe it was yesterday. And, um, and she, I'm, I had one before her, before Callie, it was, mine was at 11 and hers was at 12. Well, Rich dropped her off at 1120. And she text and she texted me and I was like, honey, you dropped her off 40 minutes early for her appointment. He's like, it's good for her. I'm like, what's she going to do? She's just sitting there in the, in the waiting room. And he's like, no, it's good for her. She can wait. And I'm like, oh, okay. Good point. You know, like, so he's, he, he's like, constantly finding ways to make the kids uncomfortable which is probably good because I there am like trying to make it all perfect and pillowy and so I I think that um a little balance is necessary but uh in our Hampshire family you check with any of the three girls and they're gonna say that um mindset and attitude is everything and no one gets a free pass um no one gets a free pass. And, and, but you have, you know, you have to parent. You have to parent and coach. You have to, you know, explain, hey, this was a tough situation, you know, and when you're faced with that and you've got that, that negative self-coach talking to you, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, uh, how, how, do you, how do you do self-talk? How do you do self-coaching? How um, do you get deaf to that, that negative mindset and, and develop a positive mindset? So you have to coach that up. And, you know, you have to help them realize that this is a daily thing. It doesn't just apply to, I don't want to clean my room, or it doesn't just apply to, oh, I have to sit on the bench because I don't get to play now. I mean, it applies to everything in life. You know, relationships aren't easy. What do you do when it gets hard? Uh, you know, you got that negative voice that says, hey, the grass is greener on the other side. Let's jump the fence and, and go graze over there. No, no, that's not, that's not what we do when things get tough. Um, so you have to parent and I mean, I do it daily with my student athletes. We sit down after every work, workout and recognize what, where were the adverse situations? How did they affect your, your actions, your performance and your mindset? So, you know, you have to coach that up. I mean, that's coaching, that's coaching right there. Anyone can tell someone to do a set of 10. That's easy. I can tell, you know, anyone, you can go tell someone, hey, run down to that stop sign back, get tired, go puke. That's simple. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's coaching people up to that mindset. Hey, embrace the suck. Hey, when it gets hard, that's when we get going, you know, uh, coaching up that mindset. That's coaching. That's what coaching is all about. And parenting. And, and that's what parenting is. In the, in sure. the Hampshire household. <laughs> yeah. It's not just about there. being a tough guy. Anyone can do that. You know, it's, it's coaching, it's coaching your kids up through that situation so that, you know, they know how to develop mindset. I like that. You're also doing the revisit step after the gathering your thoughts. So again, this is her detox plan in her book, but how you were saying, Rich, you sit the kids down and you actually ask them, what were the hard parts? And then you walk them through that. So you're actually teach, you're giving them a tool to use across all things of life, not just a workout. So many life lessons learned through training when you get hard and you can't breathe and you want to quit, you know, I mean, there's no greater life lesson. And that's what, you know, that's the value of sports and more importantly, training. 
you know, and so the lessons that you learn through those struggles apply throughout life and everything that you do. All right. Well, those were our questions, but before we wrap up this interview, is there anything that you feel like you didn't get to share or express in what we've talked about or any other thoughts you had before we wrap up here today? Um, well, we are very thankful that you thought of us for one. Um, I was shocked, uh, actually, whenever you asked like, Hey, can you come talk about mindset? And I'm like, what? I don't know if I could do that. You know, like I told, I told Brooke, I don't, I don't want to be a fraud, you know? And she's like, uh, I've known you. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can get, I need to get my mind right here, you know, but I, um, I think that we're just grateful, um, that you thought of us and we're grateful to be in the roles that we are in our kids' lives and each other's lives. Um, we, uh, we love our community of people that we have and, um, have been entrusted to and, uh, and we're just, um, we encourage everyone to get out, move your body, um, develop a nice, strong mindset. And if you need any help in that, then you can feel free to reach out to us even just through email or text message. And there's of course no obligation to join our gym for that, but we just love to visit with people and, um, and help where we can. So thank you. Yep. We love sharing real people that we really know that are living out what we read in our books and have impacted us um, directly and so yes thanks for being on here where can someone find you guys if they're going to google you or find you on social how do they know it's you guys so we have an instagram east 80 crossfit it's east and then eight zero crossfit um our website is uh east 80 crossfit.com and um you can send an email to info at east 80 crossfit.com if you would like to visit about anything or having questions um for us we would love to chit chat yep welcome to facebook and instagram awesome. rich yeah. and amy hampshire yeah uh, we welcome you to come find us again you know when it comes to mindset um find a community of like-minded people you know there's no better way to do that and then uh find your alone time find your quiet time do some journaling and definitely get into prayer and you know give it a shot yeah, it's just like a muscle. You got you to work it out every day. On behalf of the East 80 members, we are all very thankful that y'all followed the call and opened the gym because there would not be any of those connections. So I know we're all super appreciative of that. So way to follow Jesus, guys. Good job. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you, for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.